Good afternoon, passengers. This is Captain Bot 5000 speaking. Me and Perry Mason have a lot in common. We are both rectangular and we have zero professional scruples. I'll kill you all if it means I can land this plane a nanosecond early. Have a nice flight. My name is Aaron. With me is my sexy hunk of a man, Cameron. How are you doing today? Just a big block of granite. Yeah. Look at that meat. (laughs) Look at that meat. Just want to tear into it. Just struggling to get through doorways. (laughs) Those huge rectangular shoulders. (laughs) (laughs) They don't know what we're talking about. Not yet. They don't. No, no, no. (laughs) I plan on devoting at least. 15 full minutes to, <laughs> to Raymond, his shoulders. Raymond Burr's physique. I agree. Yeah. We should we should totally talk about his awesomeness. Awesomeness. Yeah. Yes. So, as you might have guessed mm-hmm. from the description, this week we watched the... I had to check the date on this one. I think this is the, this is the oldest show we've done, Yeah, right? I think so, yeah. This is the uh, 1957 show. Wow. Perry Mason. The O-Ridge. The O-Ridge. I feel like it might have started all of these legal shows. I feel like it might have, too. Because it's so old. It's so old. So old. So very, very old. <laughs> <It's> so... <laughs> I think the credits were advertising soap at the end. I think they were. Because I think nothing... you're right, because it had nothing to do with the overall plot or murder. Or, or it was like... called Sweetheart Soap. <laughs> it's Sweetheart Soap. It was not like, yeah. and it's not like Perry Mason ever turned to be like, <laughs> whatever, I'm feeling dirty after court. I like I like to bathe in sweetheart soap. soap. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of shows had to do that yeah. back in the day. So maybe this was their way of doing like a corporate sponsor. Oh, right. Just at the end during the credits. Yeah. yeah. Weird. I, I don't know. Weird. It probably would have paid for us to research that. But, you know, we, but we didn't it. know. We just ran out of there as soon as we <laughs> ran out of there, like reporters out of a courtroom to say someone got acquitted. Oh, OK. We just out, okay. Of, out of that, that place. All right. Why do people drive Broncos? I don't know. I am very concerned about this. Why are those coming back? I don't know. It hasn't been enough time. (laughs) Comedy is tragedy plus time. (laughs) Not enough time has passed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not enough time. Nope. Why are they bringing back Broncos? And who is buying them? Because I'm seeing them on the road. Yes. People are buying them. What is wrong with you? I also contend that tragedy is comedy plus time. It's the inverse. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> the further I don't away... get so old, it's just sad. <laughs> well, no, like the further away you get from it, like usually it's really offensive by the time. <laughs> like if you... what? Any, any joke from like thirty years ago is like probably pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, it, that's true. It doesn't hold up to the test of <laughs> that's time. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, so we watched uh, the Oridge Perry Mason. Would you like to give us a show synopsis? Of course. The cases of a master criminal defense attorney. You know, one who also fakes evidence. Fakes evidence with impunity. (laughs) We'll talk about that in a moment. (laughs) Handling the most difficult of cases in the aid of the innocent. I wonder if one time he gets, like, an actual guilty one. He he seems to, like, well, he, A, seems to go with his gut a lot. Yeah. And if he believes you're innocent. He will fake evidence to make sure (laughs) you're found innocent. (laughs) He will make sure you get off. (laughs) The episode synopsis. This is the case of the restless redhead, but it was in black and white, so we were like, is she the redhead? Or is she the redhead? They they were all redheads. Apparently, they were all redheads, according to a line at the end of the episode. Everybody. Perry's client is menaced by a car driven by a hooded man. Well, that was worded terribly. Perry's client is menaced by a hooded man driven in a car whom she shoots at with a gun that was planted in her room. When the guy winds up dead from a bullet, you know, hence the gun, Gun. Perry confuses matters by firing an identical gun later in the scene. (laughs) There you go. That would be... So they go ahead and tell you he fakes evidence. Faking evidence. In in this synopsis. I don't think this is legal. I don't think that's legal. Even in 1957. (laughs) I don't think you're allowed to do that shit. I don't think you're allowed to do that. Um, this was starring Raymond DeBurr as Perry Mason. Mm-hmm. He was in Bride of the Gorilla. God, I love that movie so much. And check this one out. G- 
gorilla at large. Uh, because of his shoulders. I bet he can double for a gorilla if he wants. Or wrestling gorillas. Or wrestling. I would like to see him wrestle gorillas I all greased up. That'd be great. I think it's just odd that someone has two gorilla movies <laughs> in their filmography. <laughs> um, he also played Perry Mason until 1993. Yeah, he was really old by the time it ended. Uh, that was yeah. uh, ended by his death. Yeah. And then he also played uh, Steve Martin hmm. in the Godzilla movies since the 50s. So and he played oh. those pretty much for about the same time. I haven't seen of any of those. We should watch those. We, we, I mean, we've They're seen in Godzilla, Godzilla movies? I've, we've definitely seen Godzilla movies. But I don't remember Raymond Burr in any of those. I don't know. Um, so we'll have to see. Is there a different uh, series of Godzilla movies that we're missing? Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember him because I know we watched the O-Ridge Godzilla yeah. last year or the year before. I oh, yeah, say. but then I think we went off on a tangent with, like, Mothra and stuff. Yeah, yeah, we went all over So there. maybe... Mothra! <laughs> 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 those are great. Um, and then uh, do we have Barbara Hale as Della Street. Mm-hmm. She was in The Giant Spider Invasion. Nice! <laughs> yes, she was! Yep. Yes, she was! She's like one of the doctors. Oh, that movie's so gross. And she was in The Greatest American Hero. And she was also in Perry Mason until 1995. Wait, two years <laughs> after Did she died. take over as lawyer, maybe? I, I don't know much about Since it. Since it's the 90s? I clicked on it. Perry Mason is not in the Perry Mason <laughs> movie from 1995. Yeah, because he's dead. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he drags his corpse out. Weekend at Bernie's style. <laughs> and he starts faking evidence. <laughs> faking evidence everywhere. And then we have, finally, uh, William Hopper as Paul Drake, human Google. <laughs> oh, man, he was great. I was like, how are you getting this information so fast? There's no computers back then. He was just I was like, you need town. to have him everywhere you go. <laughs> He's a human search engine. <laughs> he was in uh, Rebel Without a Cause and The Bad Seed and a lot of uncredited roles in other classics like Stagecoach. And, you know, he did look really familiar. Yankee Doodle Dandy. Yeah. Like, there was like... A lot of movies that were like really famous, like mm-hmm. well-regarded movies, where and it was just like uncredited, uncredited. Wow! Like, and it was usually like young reporter or something. Right. Like he just was in a lot of. I guess that's why he looks so familiar to me. It's just yeah. well, I've just seen him everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This was originally re- released the twenty-first of September, nineteen fifty-seven. Mm-hmm. The number one song was "Tammy" by Debbie Reynolds. You know, this was released before our time. <laughs> well, before our time. <laughs> Uh, and that song is from a movie called Tammy and the Bachelor and was actually Oscar nominated. Ah. I had to listen to it to see if I recognized it. I did not. No. And then the number one movie I also have never heard of is called Fire Down Below. That sounds familiar. I mean, like. Is it a war picture? Probably. I've seen all it's about, war pictures. It's about hemorrhoids. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Uh, what were your predictions for Perry Mason? I didn't write any. So I was like, he's a lawyer. You're like, he I'm going to wing it, just like him. Just like my hero, Perry I'm going to fake some evidence. <laughs> I'm going to fake this synopsis. <laughs> and wield guns in a very... Just shove them in people's faces. These are loaded weapons, and he's like, smell the gun. <laughs> but like... do it carefully after she's done it. <laughs> but do it carefully. It is loaded. It is loaded. <laughs> Check the cylinders. See if there's any bullets in there. It and I was like, how? Like does... Yeah, she's, she's she, now like she points it. it right at her face and looks around at it. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so dangerous. I suddenly have way more sympathy for Ed Wood. Yeah. It, like, you know, we make fun of him for like his cops. For the guns shooting everywhere. Like, using yeah. their guns to point at stuff. I'm mm-hmm. like, this show was just a gun safety nightmare. Oh God. And they basically like kissed the guns. Yeah. They were always holding the guns super close to their face. Yeah, and and like every scene. And his finger was on the trigger which is like the most yeah. like scary thing ever. It was They're terrifying. Like, Don't worry. It's loaded in the court. <laughs> yeah. It's loaded. <laughs> well, well um, I didn't shirk my responsibilities. My predictions was that I think it'll be somewhat interesting and oddly enough progressive for its time. Huh. Uh, which is to say wildly racist and misogynistic, <laughs> but not for its time. <laughs> and I said, oh, hopefully it will be a good yarn. Hmm. Uh, I, d- I didn't really see too much sexism. Neither. Well, <laughs> Evelyn Bagby was a bit of a mess, but that was. She could she, just be a hot mess. She was just you a know, mess. You know, some women are. <laughs> 
some people are just a some mess. Some people are just a mess. It wasn't because she was a woman that no. she was a mess. She was just a mess. She was a mess because she kept getting framed for things, robbed <laughs> she was from. A, a professional she was, patsy. Yeah, she was a professional patsy. <laughs> like she, I felt so bad for her. When she comes running into Mason's office and like nearly faints, I was like, well, just somebody get her to a hospital. <laughs> poor woman. That poor woman. She, get, she like immediately gets fleeced upon arrival into Hollywood. <laughs> gets framed for multiple crimes. Spoiler alert, she didn't do it, but you knew she didn't do it. Yeah. But before we get into that, I thought it might be fun to do some strange laws from around the world. Okay. What's weird about this, so like, I I, I pulled the Paul Drake, you know? Like, yeah. I am Paul Drake. Ah, uh, human Google. Human Google, except for I use computer Google. Yeah. And like, what was weird about these things, because like, you always hear about those like, it's illegal to stuff squirrels down your pants in Missouri. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're like, why is this the law? <laughs> Who did this? But like a lot of like the actual strange laws, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Right. <laughs> like, uh, for example, it's illegal to ski intoxicated in Wyoming. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I'm like, why is that? Because you could break your neck easily or hurt somebody else doing oh, this. And like, and like uh, whoever wrote these articles, and I found it in multiple places, was like, isn't this wild and crazy? No. I'm like, no, that is common sense. That is sir. common sense. The fact that they had to make it a law is insane. Or Wisconsin, known for its cheese has laws about its cheese standards. I'm like, hey, I should that's, hope that's so. That's a good thing to have. <laughs> I should hope so. How You're... is that wild and crazy law? I, I, I don't want to eat gross cheese. Yeah. And then another one was, like, it's illegal to run out of gas on the Autobahn in Germany. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense that makes to sense. me. Like, that actually... Yeah, like... because people are going, like, 100 miles an hour... You could easily cause an accident if you're on the side of the road. Yeah, and I almost think I'm like, it should be a law anywhere. You should never run out of gas. Hopefully, you, I mean, like, if you're going to go. Well, I think they mean you shouldn't be arrested just for running out of gas. Yeah, I that guess That does uh, make it kind of weird. Yeah, but I mean, if you're you're getting on to, like, a highway or something, like, make sure you have enough gas to get where you're going. Well, there are some people. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I once I, had a friend who always drove on empty. Oh, really? See, It I, was terrifying. I hated being in the car with that dude. And when do I when do I fill up? <laughs> I bet you know. When do I fill up? When you've used a quarter of a tank. If I have a quarter of a tank left, that's when I fill up. Every time. I'm like, once he hits that quarter of a tank, I'm like, oh, we're running out of gas. We could have a, a hundred miles. <laughs> I'm like, we got to fill up. Uh, I'm, very, I'm very conscious about that. Yeah. But here's some other, it's slightly more weird. Um, ones. Okay. Not that I necessarily disagree with them, though, either. Canadian radio stations must play Canadian artists. Uh, between the hours of 6 a.m. and 6 p.m., mm -hmm. radio stations have to uh, play at least 35% of the airplay of musicians have to be Canadian yeah, musicians. Yeah, so? I think that's good. because That's fine. They're supporting their own country. Yeah. Like, why would you not want to do that. Yeah, exactly. I don't have a problem with that. So, but if you go up there, it's going to be all nickel bag, bare naked Just ladies. don't listen from the hours of 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. You know, like, at 6 a.m. you're like, now the good music starts. <laughs> nah, I like a lot of Canadian artists. I'm just kidding. I'm just teasing you, Canada. You're just joshing. I'm Canadian. I'm allowed to say it. It is illegal to hike naked mm. in Switzerland. I don't really have anything else to say about that. Well, we, it's illegal to be naked in most places. That's so what it is. this it's, is just more. This life. is just more specific. But apparently, there was like a big trend in specifically Switzerland where people like to go hiking naked. Right. Do you want to go? Would you want to go hiking naked? No, because it's a good way to get yourself cut up and covered in fleas and ticks <laughs> and God knows what else. Like a part of poison ivy. You could brush past poison ivy and be covered in a rash. Same with poison oak. Right. Right. Dude, when you go hiking. You have to wear your socks outside of your pants so that no bugs get down in there. Well, wear socks and then just be naked. Don't you think it would be freeing? No, I don't. I don't want to see my tits flapping in the air as I'm trying to climb down a damn hill. Your tits wouldn't flap. I know. They're so perky and nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, you'll like this one. Mm. It is illegal to feed pigeons in Venice, Italy. Good. Let them starve. Let them die. Let them Fucking die. I hate pigeons. They're disgusting. They carry rats. all sorts of plagues. Rats we had a pigeon nesting in our porch. Well, we felt bad because it had a nest 
in our porch. So I couldn't kill it because I was like, great. It's got babies. It's got babies. But then we had a pigeon with its babies pooping all over our It was porch. disgusting. And then when I had to get rid of the nest, There finally, was like ants everywhere. Was it was so gross. <laughs> was so gross. So now we put out fake snakes in those little corners <laughs> so that they don't have, they don't nest there. And then we're going to get these big fake owls yeah, to fake try owls. to keep the pigeons out. And I may even get a cat and I'm going to teach that fucker to kill all these damn pigeons. Yeah, yeah. Specifically. We're like, I'm going to specifically tell them kill to the kill the pigeons. <laughs> Leave the hummingbirds and other birds alone, but go after the pigeons. We had to stop putting out suet. Yeah. Because, like, the fat pigeons were scaring away the pretty birds. Yeah. Pigeons. I hate pigeons. Um, it said the cleanup of the birds cost each citizen in Venice 275 euros per year. Holy shit, that's nearly $500. So if you're caught feeding pigeons, your fine would be about 700 euros. That's about $1,400. Uh, that that makes sense to me. Yeah, is it, is it twice? Is the inflation? I think it's twice. Well, rate? it is, I know, for like British pounds. Well, and actually, no. Um, last month, the British pounds can. Converge, what is that? Conversion rate? Conversion rate was $1.32. This is money talk. So it was $1.32 is equal to one British pound. (laughs) So I'm thinking euros are around the same. Maybe it's $1.50 now. Okay. Either way, it's more. It's more. It's more. Oh, yeah. I get paid in British pounds. This is how I knew this. I know you did. Yeah. Is it legal to wear high heels at the Acropolis? Can you imagine why? Probably because it gets stuck in stones or you can chip things off. Shit, you can chip. It's ruins. Yeah. So you don't mm-hmm. want to, like, chip things. Why, why you... would you wear high heels in ruins? It's a hilly What is land... wrong with you? It's a hilly landscape. You need sneakers. <laughs> but I was there, like, pretty. But I was there to be naked. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're not allowed to be naked in the Acropolis. Yeah, I bet, I bet not. You're making it so hard to be naked anywhere these days. <laughs> Thank God. There's a lot of people's bodies I don't want to see. Speaking about people's bodies you don't want to see. In Poland, it is illegal to wear Winnie the Pooh t-shirts. What? Because he wears no pants. <laughs> that's only if you find Winnie the Pooh sexy. Come on, guys. That's what I said. I said, I said, that sounds like a problem with you. Yeah, that sounds more like a problem with you. And, and is it, would it help if he took his shirt off? <laughs> Naked Winnie the Pooh. Is he better with no shirt? I think because Winnie the, the Pooh is sentient. Imp- yeah. So therefore, he has to wear pants because it's sort of human now. But the place I found this to didn't mention like Donald Duck, and he wears no pants um, either. Well, maybe they don't want to fuck a duck. Because <laughs> they have corkscrew dicks. <laughs> that is terrifying. <laughs> you like lash out at you like yeah. That's web terrifying. fluid. Yeah. Ew. 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 God. <laughs> I like that. Mm-mm. Men must only mm. wear speedos on French beaches. Nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, this is apparently because you are less likely to walk around all day in speedos. Like, yeah, yeah. And so therefore, and this includes pools and stuff. Okay. You have to wear speedos because they don't want your dirty shorts in the water. Yeah, that so, makes sense. Okay, it does make sense. But they don't mind your dirty dick. They, your dick can be as dirty <laughs> as anything. Gross. <laughs> They don't want anyone from Poland swimming in their water <laughs> with their dirty hiking dicks. Um, you are not allowed to take a selfie with the Buddha in Sri Lanka. Really? Yes. You know, can you guess why? No. Because if you're taking a selfie, your back is to his image. Oh, um, okay. And in fact, mm. you're not allowed to point at Buddhist, Buddha statues. Mm. And you're not really even supposed to have tattoos of them. But I mean, like, right. you can cover it up. But oh, okay. You, you just, you, and you can end up in jail for doing wow. this. So. Well, I know the rules in um, a lot of Vietnamese temples are you have to wear long sleeves yes. and pants. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just out of respect or yeah. whatever. So, but I think that's a, actually, because I don't think these rules are crazy. Yeah. Other than the Winnie the Pooh one. That one's stupid. That's, that's on you, man. You, you are if sexually If you attract- think Winnie the Pooh is sexy, that's on you. She th- they think Winnie the Pooh is shirt cocking. <laughs> but Winnie the Pooh is a girl. Winnie, Winnie the Pooh's not a girl. Yes, Winnie the Pooh's a girl. Well, I guess he could be whatever he, or she. Winnie the Pooh is a girl. I think we should take a vote on this one. Winnie the Pooh is a girl. You think it's Winifred Pooh? Yeah. Winifred the Pooh. Yeah. She's a Pooh Bear. Winfield would be a boy's version of that? No. She's a girl. You know, like, yeah, I don't, actually, I don't disagree with a lot of these uh, laws. You don't disagree that Winnie the Pooh is a woman. Good. Good. <laughs> We're in agreement We're there. in agreement now. <laughs> here's, a, here's an American, American one for y'all. Oh, God. If you're ever in the American South, 
specifically South Carolina, and you register as a married couple mm. in a hotel. Uh-oh. So you are not married, and for whatever reason, you're playing a s- scam. <laughs> and, and you're like, no, 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 we're married. Wink, wink. You are now legally married inside, according to South Carolina What? Law, you are a common law married, and it is deemed valid. That's some bullshit. <laughs> That's some bullshit. Don't be playing those. I pretend, let's pretend because they be wanted married. the honeymoon suite. <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't know. Don't pretend to be married in South Carolina because then you're unless you're you re- unless you want to be act. But that's a cheap way. You to know get what? Married. That's why I was thinking. I was like, that is a good way to get married. <laughs> We're married now. We're married now. We'll save some it only costs us like what one hundred seventy dollars a night. <laughs> your, your honeymoon is the wedding ceremony. Just get a nice hotel. You don't have to bring any of those assholes to your wedding. <laughs> Just the two that you bring with you. <laughs> but then again, your honeymoon's in South Carolina. Yeah. Well, South Carolina has a lot of nice places, though. Mm, but we... not Hilton Head. <laughs> Let say. me clarify. That place is the worst. It's a, it's a piss hole. You know what's not a piss hole? Mm. Perry Mason. Yeah, he's great. He is great. He's a tall drink of water. Tall drink of water, followed around by mm-hmm. sexy music. I know. <laughs> As the subtitles call it, noirish music. <laughs> noirish music. <laughs> Which is one of the hardest words to say, noirish. Noirish. <laughs> you have to really force your mouth around it. How would you describe that music? Noirish. <laughs> Um, and as uh, Aaron said, this was the case of the restless redhead. Redhead, and I noticed that the was underlined. So is it the, the case of the restless redhead? <laughs> I, I, I think it was the, the the in front of redhead. Wait, or the, the restless? The case of the, the restless, restless redhead. Right off the bat, everything's in black and white. Yeah. And they never mention her hair color nope. until the very, very end. And like right. I said to Aaron, I was like, I think they did that just to justify the title <laughs> of the show. Because they mention her blue eyes multiple times. Multiple times. But nobody's like, look at her red look hair. Look at red hair. But turns out most of the women in this episode have red hair. Yeah, yeah. It, it, like, m- yeah, most of the women most have of them. red hair. Yeah. And they, they discuss it over like their meal of checkers with coffee. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> on, like, Burgers and coffee. On, like, they like set out like kind of nice. China. (laughs) You still got to eat proper, babe. Back in the 50s. Yeah, shove those french fries on that nice China. (laughs) But he's like, he said something about like um, her red hair. Oh, he must have liked her red hair. And like Della is like, what are you talking about? We're all in black and white. And he's like, everybody's got red hair. (laughs) Credits. And that was like it. (laughs) I love that. Uh, So, okay, let's give a kind of synopsis because. I, I cannot tell you what, what the po- I cannot. I, I was so confused by the double guns. The double guns. There is a point where he is talking in court about these yeah. double guns, and I just got lost in the weeds. I was oh. so lost. I was just like, I don't. Okay, fine. I'm just going to believe you. I'm, I don't, I'm just going to believe you and on then this. And what's crazy <laughs> is the double guns have nothing to they do. They have nothing to do with this case. Not really. No, they don't. They sent you on a side tangent that made no sense. Yeah, they spent, uh, they devoted a good chunk of the runtime yeah. to like who had these guns when, yeah, and like where they could have been. Mm-hmm. And he's questioning this person, and he's like, essentially, he's creating like doubt, right. like like reasonable doubt that she did not have the gun that killed this yeah. person. However, that has nothing to do no. with the actual murder. Yeah, so he just like wasted the court's time. Yeah, <laughs> but um. Basically, if we start off the show, there is a, a very nervous, gray-haired woman. <laughs> who, who is technically a redhead, apparently. Technically a redhead. Who's coming home from her shift at the cafe. At the cafe. Which, okay. Cafe. They pronounce it cafe. Now, is that a 1950s pronunciation of cafe? Maybe it's regional. I mean, you think it's regional? Do we have okay, any, like, do you guys Do you guys people? pronounce it cafe? Cafe. Cafe. Like me trying to pronounce things differently because I like to do that, like a tangent. <laughs> tangent. Or how people say like tarjay. Or tarjay. <laughs> um, Is it cafe? Cafe. Because it's not even like a French thing. Like I can no. see if they're trying to do like yeah. a... But they pronounce it cafe. And all of them did that. Yeah, because I heard her do it. And you're like, he did it too. And I'm yeah. like, oh, really? That's weird. Yeah, cafe. In the 50s, like sometime in the 60s, we... They were like, no, it's it's cafe. Really. They all got high on acid. Yeah. Like, you know what? We're just going to call it a cafe now. It's a cafe now. It's not a cafe. It's a cafe. 
so she go, returns to her home at the and it's looking really sketchy like this beginning is quite intriguing I, it really I think it does a really good job of drawing you in and like it, I felt so bad for this woman and I'll be honest with you it was a 50 minute show 52 yeah, minute yeah. it kind of went by pretty it fast it goes pretty quick you know like mm-hmm. we've watched much shorter shows that seem yeah. longer than this oh for sure so it, it kind of grabs you right away she's very nervous you don't know why <laughs> Some guy who's dressed like the new the, Riddler. Oh, my God. No, no. He's dressed in a KKK outfit. Oh, you haven't seen the new Riddler. Oh, is it? Is that what he's dressed in? He basically has, like, a bag over his face. Oh, like, my God. Okay, so this Frank dude, this dude's in so basically a white sheet yeah. chasing after, and I'm like, oh, my God, the KKK's in this as, like, a first episode? Yeah, that would be I was ballsy, like, holy right? shit. In yeah. 1957? Yeah. I mean, well, even now. Well, yeah. They're making a comeback, apparently. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I was like, wow, this is scary. And I'm like, what is she involved in that she's got this KKK member chasing her? Yeah. And then she, like, pushes open her door in her home, makes sure there's nobody behind the, the door. She opens it fully so, to, like, make sure there's no one there. Yeah. And, and then, like, she checks the rest of her studio apartment, and then she locks the door behind her she, so that nobody else is in the room with and her. And then, of course, she's upset. We don't know really know yeah, why Yeah, we don't know why, upset. but she takes off her jacket, and she's in a waitress outfit, and we were like, what the fuck is going <laughs> on here? Why does she know all these spy moves? Why is she being mm-hmm. chased by a KKK member? Yeah. This these are all good questions. So she sits down to get a cigarette. Opens the box and there's a random gun in it that she has no, no idea, idea where it came from. And so from. she's like, "Let me get my fingerprints all over this sucker <laughs> and lick it just to get my DNA." Really, this is, I that. mean, like basically, she's using very good thinking yeah. up until the point where she sees the gun. Yeah. <laughs> at that point, all her common sense goes right out <laughs> right. the window. She is pointing it at her head. Yeah, she's, she's call- touching it. She calls. So she calls. For Perry Mason. Yeah. She's looking... She calls someone else's office. Is it Paul Drake's office? Oh, is that the name they use? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So he is really good at finding things. Yeah. <laughs> so she call, So somehow she knows to call Paul Drake because that's the way to get to Perry Mason right. at night. And, like, this night lasted forever. We oh were, like, we were what like... What time, time is, is it? Apparently it's 2 in the morning when all yeah. this shit's going yeah. down. Yeah. So she calls him up. He's, like, in his smoking jacket yeah. or whatever. And he's like, hey... Don't worry. Go get yourself uh, a hotel mm-hmm. and meet me at 10 o'clock in the morning. And right. I was like, that seems pretty late for someone who's, like, freaked out that people are going to murder her. Yeah. But whatever. <laughs> he's a lawyer. He's not a bodyguard. <laughs> Come on. And then oh, on the phone, that's when he's like, smell it. Yeah, smell it. You look in the cylinder. See the if cylinder. it's been fired. <laughs> Try clicking it. So she's like, okay. She goes into their car. She tries to go mm-hmm. to the hotel. The guy in the mask starts following her, yeah. but he does not remove his mask. No. Which is crazy. That's crazy to me. Is it a not safe driving? No, it's not. And at that point, you're making yourself more conspicuous, not yeah. less. Yeah. <laughs> so, and this is where I really got it wrong. Mm. So she's she's driving. The guy comes up beside her, and he's trying to wave her, like not trying to force her off with his car. He's like right. with his hand, like, Pull over, pull yeah, over. And, and so then she goes, ah! And she right. pulls out a gun and just wildly starts shooting at him. I think it's great. I think that was great. Because, like, are you going to pull over well, with no. this guy in a sheet? No. Absolutely, no. Absolutely. You, you take the gun that you've got and you fire wildly at him. Absolutely not. You don't pull over for the guy. <laughs> but, like, I, this is my thinking. This is where my brain went. I was like, oh, I bet you he's actually a good guy. Right. Who is... In a KKK sheet, sure. Well, <laughs> it could also be a, a Charlie There's Brown... There's good guys on both sides. <laughs> it could be a Char- Charlie Brown Halloween costume. Oh, okay. No, there'd be more holes in it. <laughs> There's more holes in it. I got rocked. But, like, I was like, oh, he's... Trying to protect his identity because we also find out at this point that she, she, first of all, Perry Mason is very famous. Yeah. Like he probably has commercials. He steps on a Hollywood lot and they're like, oh, wow, Perry Mason, the lawyer? <laughs> the lawyer. I'm assuming he's got like huge, tacky billboards everywhere. <laughs> yeah. He's got commercials where he punches like livestock. Yeah. And he's like, and I'll do the same for you. Like, <laughs> punches Cal right in the face. <laughs> but, um, but we also found out she's relatively famous because she was arrested. For stealing jewelry from a movie star. Yeah. But she was acquitted because they couldn't quite. They couldn't find enough evidence. Enough evidence. Mm-hmm. It was just circumstantial or whatever. Yeah. 
I was thinking that the guy in the hood might have worked for the Hollywood person and was like, pull over, I gotta talk to you. Like, okay. And he was trying to protect his identity not from her, but from the Hollywood people. Okay. Turned, I am completely wrong. He is a murderer and a Yeah, he's person. a bad dude. So she shoots wildly at his car. She arrives breathless mm-hmm. at Perry Mason's office, at which point all law goes out the window. Yeah. He is just harboring a fugitive. Wait, wait a second. Hmm. Hold on. Uh-oh. The guy driving in the car is the dead guy, right? Perry Merrill, yeah, or something like that. Why was he in a sheet? He Exactly. He didn't need to be. No, the... no, no. The murderer was the other dude. Right. Oh, right, yeah. Who was forcing her off the road. And... So how did he get Harry Merrill into that car? And why did he put Harry Merrill in a hood? Yeah. Why was Harry... Harry Merrill didn't need to be in a hood because everybody knew who Harry Merrill was. Yeah. I don't know if the Harry Merrill's his name, by the way. It's, it's Merrill, I think. Merrill. It's, called, it's definitely Merrill. I don't know if it's Harry I'm not Merrill. sure if it's Harry, Harry Merrill. Merrill. Harry Merrill. Harry Merrill. Harry Merrill. Harry Merrill. But yeah, so like, yeah, so and yeah. that, that, he dies for sure. Right. So that's not Mr. Bowles. Yeah. Who is the murderer? Who kills people because who he's sick of people, people calling him stupid. And then he's like, yeah, I murdered. I'll show you to call me stupid. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He owns it. And then he's like, oh, damn. Dang it. I guess I'm dumb. <laughs> but like, so how did he do that? Did he keep the dead Harry Merrill in the back seat of the car while he tries forcing off, uh, forcing her off the road? Right. Because he killed yeah. Harry Merrill. She didn't. Right. See, this is a show that I think if you put too fine a point on it, <laughs> it's really going to start opening up some questions. Like we yeah. had the gun thing in the corner. Yeah. And just like, at one point, you just give up. Yeah, just, like, you, like you said, you're just like, I'm going to just trust I'm that I'm just going to believe this. Because <laughs> the gun with the score mark was given to you, but you said the gun with the other mark was not yours, but I gave the gun to them. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, it was like, it's like one of those like shell games or yeah. something like, where they just kept moving yeah. the gun around. Which I'm one like, is it under? And I was like, what are you talking I'm about? I'm not even sure what gun you're talking about. And I love point. the judge who is like, we're just establishing that a murder was committed. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a trial. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So did he shoot Meryl off site and then stick him think... in the driver car to make it look like she wildly killed him? I, I think, yeah, because there's a lot of. Then that means two pillowcases were missing, not one. Because if you shoot somebody in the head, guess what? They bleed. No, the gun, there was a little hole in the sheet. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. Oh, am I confused now? Yeah, okay, moving on. Okay. Just believe Just believe me and move on. <laughs> okay, so wait, let me see if I can, let me, I, now I'm curious. Okay. I'm trying to get the series of events. So she's driving. Yes. Who is in the other car? It's got to be Bowles. That's got to be Bowles, That's got to right? be Bowles. Okay, and he's already killed Meryl I think so, point? I think Meryl's dead in the back seat. Okay. Because he used that thirty eight gun. So why is he trying to... But Bowles doesn't have a reason to want to kill her. No, he knows that she has good motive. So he's just... He's trying to frame her, and I... He's trying to prove he's not stupid? Yeah, he's trying to prove he's not stupid by framing her, a would-be thief. Okay. And to killing this guy because they were linked somehow. Well, Meryl... (laughs) I don't think anyone who's listening has any idea what we're talking about there now. (laughs) We don't either. Meryl... Okay. (laughs) Uh, we got Evelyn Bagby uh-huh. is the protagonist. Yes, she's she's the hot mess. She's the hot mess. She's the hot thing. mess as the hot mess. As the hot mess. We have Bowles, who is like the caretaker. Of as, a hotel. Of, and his wife is a real harridan. She's a shrew. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we have Meryl, who is a blackmailer. Yeah, he just likes to steal people's money by conning them. He's a con artist. He's a con artist. No, he's a con man. He's a confidence An man. An artist makes you appreciate being stolen from. <laughs> there you go. A con and, man makes you feel like shit that you've been stolen and from. And then we have M- Mervyn something or other. I just remember Mervyn. Oh, right. Mervyn Al- Albright, I, I, Albrecht. Al- they really don't have anything to do with this other than their guns were stolen. They, they b- bought the guns. <laughs> he bought the guns. For his fiance, who is a Hollywood starlet. Yeah. And at some point, it is revealed, but nobody offers this information up earlier, that both of their guns were stolen. (laughs) At separate times. At separate times. (laughs) Are there any... The same exact gun was stolen at separate times for who knows what reason. This guy bought two identical guns that were both stolen. Yeah. And never reported him. One of the guns was... Oh, God. 
Pod makes no sense to Jewel. <laughs> when, okay, so they're all staying at this hotel. Yes. At which point, jewelry is stolen. Yes. And Evelyn is framed for that murder. For that, for that crime. Or, I mean, for that crime. For the for stealing. For this crime. Mm-hmm. With those jewels that were stolen, a gun was stolen. Yes. However, that gun was never reported no. as being stolen. That's right. That's how this has to work out. Yeah, that's how it has to work out. Turns out that... Okay, okay. And we're getting to the guns, which made no sense. <laughs> okay. So, Meryl uh-huh. had blackmail uh-huh. on, on, on Murphy. <laughs> well, because he was uh, formerly married to the Hollywood starlet. Yes. And he said, oh, the divorce papers weren't real, so you guys owe me money. So he was trying to blackmail them. And he them. got $10,000. he got $10,000. And then he offered $500 of that. To Bowles. To Bowles. To Bowles, the guy, the caretaker of the hotel, to frame. Yeah, Evelyn, to Evelyn, lie about her. To make her life difficult. But this con man... Meryl. Wow, I did not realize the show was so complicated. <laughs> watching it, I promise you, it just went down smooth watching it. But yeah. it's parsing it together now. Yeah. That is insane. It is crazy balls. They just all happen to yeah, be Yeah, so Bowles, what was I saying? So Bowles... So Bowles uh, does this, and since she get, since Evelyn gets off on that charge... Yes. Um, which then, she was not supposed to, Which she right? was not supposed to. Then Meryl's like, oh, well, I'm not giving you any money, Bowles, because you did a shit job. And that's when Bowles like, I fucking hate you. I'm going to find a way to kill you and make sure that nobody calls me stupid ever again. And, and to and to earn my pay, yeah. I'm going to still pin it on Evelyn back. Yeah, because he just, one try. Because <laughs> he's like, you offered me $500 to frame her. I'm going to do it even if I hate you and I'm going to yeah. kill you to get the $10,000. Yes. Yes. And the reason why Evelyn was there... Now, where is the $10,000? Nobody knows. It is gone forever. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) But that is all... Okay, that was all stuff revealed later in the episode, Mm -hmm. and that's just for us to explain what happens in the first five minutes of the show. (laughs) So. So. So, Bowles, yes, he must have killed... Either he had... Yeah, because at that he point, had have already Meryl killed him. has no reason to go after Evelyn at this point. No, like, exactly. Like, has no reason to kill her. Yeah, exactly. Even though, but why is she afraid of at the beginning then? Oh, that's a really good point. Maybe because, she, <laughs> oh, wow, why was she scared in the beginning? Why was she afraid of anything? That's true. What the, I don't, wait, she shouldn't have been scared of anything. Yeah. She should have just been going home like usual. Yeah, like, what, she should Why have... was she scared? She should have had no reason what, to be Did scared. she feel like she was being followed? I think so, but, like. There's no reason for her to be that paranoid. I mean, yes, someone had framed her, but she had gotten acquitted from that. Yeah. There's no reason to think nothing had happened between mm. the acquittal and the this current thing. And she's done nothing wrong. Mm. And she's not really involved with that. Yeah, I don't. Wow. Okay. 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 I guess it's just because she's a restless redhead. I don't know. <laughs> Says the Hollywood starlet, apparently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um... We found out why we need to uh, defunding the police will create so they cannot get a winch to get a car. Yeah, out of the because ditch. apparently they're spending money on tanks instead of winches. Uh, and like tactical gear tanks. I think yes. their problem Win- is they don't, know, they don't know how to spend money. They don't know how to spend the money they have. Mm-hmm, that's and the problem. Winches are important. Yeah. Because they were just gonna let this body just rot down in this ravine because they because they, they can't pull it out. They're like, hey, Bill, got a winch? No. And they're like calling yeah. it. Yeah. Like nobody has a winch. I'm like, why don't you? Have a freaking winch. <laughs> Let's see. We've kind of went over that Eve is a born patsy. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, she's framed twice. She's framed twice. And she got fleeced as yeah. by Meryl when she first moved to yeah. Hollywood. He took $1,500. This is all within her. like two months. Yeah. And $1,500 in 1957. Yeah. Is, I don't well, know. Well, she said she... that was all she had. Well, I bet. That's yeah. a lot of money. Mm-hmm. To, to, in 1957. Because he said he was going to get her into Hollywood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what I liked about that, though, too, is when she's relaying that story, the actress kind of plays with the top button of yeah. her, like, her collar. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I like how in the old days mm-hmm. there were, like, subtle hints of sexuality right. rather than, like, he, I had to have sex with him to yeah. get a cat. Like, yeah. It's just kind of like it's underlying. And I like that subtlety of mm-hmm. it. And that's one thing I did like about the show is it does have that, like, 
um, 1950s feel. Like, right. of course, because it's made in the 50s, but like that old Hollywood almost feel to it. So, yeah. Like, it, it was kind of. Nice. Except when they whip out the cheeseburgers and coffee. <laughs> that was so that was weird. so weird. That was jarring. That was weird. <laughs> He's like, well, we're gonna have to wash our hands with safe soap. <laughs> Sweetheart soap. Sweetheart soap. Come on, honey. God, I feel like we kind of went over everything, but we didn't do it in a very effective way. Well, we did it the way the show did it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't really know what else to say about that. I think it's been the said. The DNA exist back then? I don't think so. I think we should talk about the fact that Perry Mason tampers with evidence all the time. All the time. So what he does is he finds that there's two identical guns Mm -hmm. and he chisels like a mark on the bottom of the barrel of So he can see if this guy's going to switch the guns, which he does. Yeah, he goes to Mervyn. But why does Mervyn switch the guns? To what end? I don't know. I thought thought he said they were both stolen. He thought there So where did this other... There must have been a third and a fourth gun. Yeah, there had to be a fourth gun. Because he said he didn't have any of those guns. Yeah, he said both were stolen. Both were stolen. Or at least well, then which did he switch out with the one Perry Mason gave him? Wait, at least... No, okay, one gun was stolen. Yeah, but on the stand, he said they were both stolen. And you know, nobody lies nobody when they li- swear on the Bible. Murderers will never lie to God. No. Not when they swear on the Bible. I, they will I, never lie. I murdered you. Oh, you want me to swear on this book? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. Didn't do it. Although everyone in this uh, show, anytime you ask them a question that trips them up, they like pause. The, a dramatic pause. <laughs> Making fun of it. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I was like, a pause that said you knew. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, God, these guns are so confusing. These guns are so confusing. So like he chisels this in. He goes to see Mervyn and he's like, is this the gun or yeah. whatever? And then Mervyn switches the gun. Yeah. Did he think his fiance may have murdered Meryl? Her ex husband. Her ex husband. That might that so makes sense because of pro- the blackmail. So he was trying to protect her to be yeah. like this gun wasn't fired. Yeah, maybe. And, and so But how did he have that extra gun? Because he said they were both stolen. Maybe he was lying. Was he lying about that? On the stand? He, these guys don't give a crap about God. Yeah, well, no, I know this. They're all going to hell now. I It's not worth I'm it. I'm just saying it wouldn't make sense to lie. The second time. Yes. It makes sense to lie the first time, but not the second time. Yeah. I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, like, Barry Mason comes really close to getting, like, innocent people locked up in jail. <laughs> yeah. Like, he doesn't care. Like, he will tamper with evidence to get you off. Yeah. If he feels that you're innocent. Yeah. But he doesn't mind getting other people put in jail. No, not at all. <laughs> not at <laughs> all. stuff. So, yeah, he, so he chisels that, and then he takes that gun. Yeah. And he goes to the scene of the crime. Shoots bullets into a tree in a post. Two bullets. Two bullets. Which is as many as she shot. Yeah. And then he admits it into evidence. He's like, hey, look, this tree looks like it has a bullet I hole bet in this it. is not the gun that was in my client's Bas- possession. But yeah, basically saying <laughs> that here's reasonable doubt that yeah. her gun fired yeah. wildly into And I'm like, tree. but that's faked evidence. And they're like, That's Ooh. not reasonable doubt. That's Ooh. faked evidence. <laughs> you can't, I don't think you, that's You legal. can't do that, man. <laughs> we learned that in the O.J. Simpson trial. Stop placing fake gloves everywhere. Um, Clearly those lawyers were watching an episode of Perry Mason and were like, we can fake evidence. <laughs> and, and, and our lawyers, okay, here, here uh-huh. was another thing that like drove me crazy too. Yeah. Lawyers aren't detectives, right? Right. They don't but, generally... Well, no, I think they do have to do a lot of digging around in order to try to find ways to, to show reasonable doubt and stuff. But here was one of my... Okay, that's fair enough. But here's one of my problems with it, too, is Perry Mason goes around by himself yeah. and questions these people. He doesn't bring Della with him. He doesn't bring... Well, a... Della's a secretary. Exactly. She could be writing down stuff. No, she's a secretary. He has... She brings him coffee and cheeseburgers. <laughs> it's a woman... Her, it's a woman job to bring cheeseburgers nothing. and coffee. But, like, he's talking to Mervyn. Mm-hmm. Dumbest name ever. <laughs> Don't name your kids Mervyn, please, God. <laughs> um, he's talking to Mervyn, and, like, he's like, be careful what you say right now. You know, like, right. or whatever. I'm like, okay, even if you trip him up, even if he's like, oh, you're right, I yeah. get it. He goes to court, and then he's it's like. It's your word against his. It's word, his word against yours. You have yeah. no evidence of it. None. You, you could be like, he told me in his, his parlor. <laughs> That he did I was it. recording it secretly. Yeah, he doesn't have any evidence <laughs> no, that the guy... None. So even if he trips him up, he's got no evidence against mm-hmm. him. So I'm like, he should be traveling with either Paul Drake... Right. ...or Della, mm-hmm. or... A, Nobody's going to believe a woman. ...or a robot. 
<laughs> People will believe a robot before they believe Della. True that. This show would have been better with robots. <laughs> I don't know. I like I like Raymond Burr. At your at this point, um, it's about this time. It's about this time that you were shocked that people were shocked that they were in court and that they might get called up to the stand. <laughs> yeah, because like, it's like, why are you there, buddy? All of these people are in the the chambers, the you know, or, or the galley or whatever, because they've been summoned because they know that they're going to be put on the stand. You get a letter that says you need to be here at this date because we're probably going to question you. you might be on the stand. So you have to be there. And then when he goes and calls their name, they're like, oh, my God, you called my name? What? I was not expecting yeah, this. this. Is, well, of course, this is Bulls, who's a very sane genius. Oh, my stable God. Genius. That dude's a moron. No wonder his wife was like, you're the dumbest, dumbest person. bitch He's ever. Like, she's so mean to me. And I'm like, she's going to drag your helpless ass <laughs> around her life. Like, no wonder she's, she's the way she is. She's probably very bitter. Yeah, I would be. <laughs> So he's shocked that he has to be there. Yeah. We also find out some other woman that we have ne- <laughs> never seen before. Right. Probably. Oh, yeah. Out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she she takes a stand and she's like, nope, that dude was there all night. <laughs> they're like, they're like, who are you? And and they're like, oh, I'm the landlady of this apartment complex. Yeah. And we're like, okay. A what? And they're like, do you know anyone in this? And place? she points at Bowles and, he, and she's like, yeah, he rented the room next to Evelyn. And he likes to sneak around her door and sniff at her doorway and yeah. stuff all the time. And I was like, what? <laughs> the my, detectives not do their job? My, my favorite my favorite bit of that part Ugh. was the prosecutor who was terrible. Oh my god, he was Ooh. awful. I mean, no wonder Perry Mason like <laughs> wins all his cases if he's got to win against that guy. Yeah. That guy was awful. That guy was so horrible. he goes to cross-examine the la- landlady and he's like, you said you only saw her a couple. Uh, saw this man a couple times, and she said she rented the apartment. To yeah. Him. He's like, could you be mistaken? And she's like, no, no I couldn't. I, I, and he goes, oh, oh. no further questions. <laughs> Just shut down. Shut <laughs> down. He's like, no, you idiot. No, I couldn't. Paperwork. I saw him square in the face, and she like knew his like alias and everything. Yeah. And then Perry uh, Mason gets him to admit it because he's yeah. a dummy. Yeah. And he says he did it for the. $500 to get the $10,000 yeah. to get away from his wife. Yeah. Boom. Done. Had nothing to do with all those guns. Yeah. All that Mervyn stuff was yeah. just nothing. It was nothing. It was nothing. Because, uh, <laughs> oh my God, this is such a weird show because the more you talk about it, you're like, well, what the hell was that about? Because <laughs> there's a point when he's talking to Mervyn when he gets the fake gun from Mervyn. Right. Because Mervyn is sketchy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. I know. And his wife calls. Yeah. And he's like, and he's like I can't talk right I can't now. Talk right and she's now. like, is someone there? And he's like, yes. And so you think, oh, they're up to something. Yeah. They're not. They're not. They're not. I think she was just going to ask to go to a cafe. Cafe. Can I go get a cup of cafe? <laughs> At the cafe. <laughs> so, um, again. Yeah, cheeseburgers and cafe. <laughs> Let's go get some. Oh, God. <laughs> I cannot imagine drinking coffee with hamburgers. That sounds disgusting. What a gross combo. That has to be when you're running so late that but, you need coffee and food. But then they also had... That's, that's just a gonna, horrible time we're to be spend, eating that. Oh, just heads up. We're going to spend as much time on this lunch <laughs> as we did on like the forensics of this whole episode. They have styrofoam cups full of presumably soda. Right. But they bring out coffee cups. Are they going to pour the soda into the coffee cup? Are you wait what? I didn't see any soda. You didn't. See, they have big, 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 big gulps. They're gonna put it in the china because that is what you do, like a proper person. <laughs> like a proper person. <laughs> you drink it out of china. <laughs> do you want to know what other people thought of? Um, uh, I'm about to call it MacGyver. MacGyver. <laughs> want to hear more about MacGyver? I do. Richard Dean Anderson is so dreamy. <laughs> um, I got uh, quite a few this time. I was actually shocked that there were one star reviews. Honestly. Oh wow, really? Because we've this had a, show ran for like forty years. How is it? How well, are there it, one star reviews? It went on for I think seven or nine or seven years okay. originally, and then it just did movies. Until oh, the gotcha. 90s. Okay. So, uh, but I mean, like, yeah, I always thought it was very well regarded. Yeah. And we've had shows that have been terrible on yeah. here. Yeah. I'm like, I couldn't find anything lower than a five star review. Wow. Like, yeah. So, uh, but there's only two, and they're fairly short. Okay. This one is from P Mike. He says always poorly written. Again, proving that he's seen more than one episode. Ah. I fail to understand how this show lasted nine years. Poor plots, horrible dialogue, ridiculous. Well, directing. did you watch all nine seasons? Yeah. Because if you're if you're coming out the gate that strong, that means you watched more than one episode. Exactly. 
Why? Yeah. Why? If, if it was bad. such garbage the first time, why did you keep watching it? I don't know. Why do people do this? All leading to poor acting. Well, maybe they didn't have our podcast back then. And so people were like, I have to keep watching. <laughs> it may get better. <laughs> I have, I, once I push play, mm. I have committed myself to watching <laughs> I every am wasting one. an hour of my life on this. <laughs> More than that. Like, what is that? Well, each time. Yeah, every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, all leading to poor acting and occasionally some otherwise fine actors. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Makes this show a laugh fest. I equate it to a bad road accident. It's hard to turn away and not stare. And if you don't have a winch, you're not <laughs> If you don't it. have a winch, you're not getting it. Um, oh, speaking of Buddha, Siddhartha says that it is truly awful. Mm. And if there's one thing the Buddha knows, it's television criticism. <laughs> <laughs> the acting is terrible. Oh, incredibly bad. And the over-dramatic of these silly stories is embarrassing to watch. When were these written? Uh, P. Mike was in 2021. Uh-huh. And Siddhartha was in 2020. Okay. I I understand their um, acting complaints. These were done in the 50s. This was like, it's so close to, to silent films that they over-emote. Emote. Over-express because that's what they had to do for silent pictures. Well, I mean, it's still probably like 30 years after silent pictures. No, it was still the you. same thing. And a lot of these actors, too, were Broadway, which has to be expressive. Well, so when you have that kind of mix there, you're going to see very expressive, if you're emotive not, Yeah, acting. I had no problem with the acting, to be quite honest mm-hmm. with you. I thought it was quite fun. I it's, thought, it's very much the time It's period. very melodramatic, but mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with the acting styles of that time. Yeah. I can see why. And that it would might be, be why, because a lot of their coaches and stuff were from silent film eras yeah. and, and so they had to overly express. Yeah, and you also didn't have Like as... look at Casablanca. My God, they're overly expressing. Yeah. Because like nowadays too, you have more things like um uh like special effects, not yeah. that you would have it here necessarily, mm-hmm. but special effects, uh sound design that mm-hmm. helps you don't have to act as broadly because you right. have all these other things that are conveying that emotion yeah. back then it's like you really had to hammer it home yeah that, exactly like, she is freaked out and she's mm-hmm. about to pass out yep so some good reviews is this one's from uh p norris wasn't that p mike yeah That's weird well p hmm. people uh one of the best tv shows of all time what's not to like about perry mason noirish themes <laughs> oh my god they use the word noirish beautylicious babes and bullet bras what what <laughs> killer cars mysterious murders Smarmy suspects, brazen blackmailers. This guy likes his alliteration. Yeah. All with one of the strongest regular casts and most notable guest appearance by a second-tier star and soon-to-be stars. Earl Stanley Gardner's protagonist is the quintessential TV attorney, and probably few could have played Mason as well as Raymond Burr. Agreed. Though many of Burr's previous film roles were as a heavy, and he was very good at those roles. He transforms wondrously into the good guy in the series, his biggest star turn. While Mason is an attorney, he is also a terrific detective. Hmm. The only other TV detective show on par with Perry Mason is The Rockford Files. Well, now, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm going to disagree there. <laughs> what do you think is the best detective series? Monk? <laughs> <laughs> yes. There you go. There you go. Done. I'm out now. <laughs> That's it. That's it. We finally isolated the best TV show of all time. <laughs> Monk. Monk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is from Dr. Stock. Good luck ever finding an attorney like Perry Mason. No spoilers. Perry Mason is brilliantly written and act- is a brilliantly written and acted crime drama that follows the cases of an incredibly astute, competent, and altruistic attorney and his support staff. The synergy between the main characters is awesome. Raymond Burr was a gift from God. As both an actor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's great. He's a gift from God. God. <laughs> and a human being. Mm. Barbara Hale, William Hopper, William Tallman, and Ray Collins are perfect in their respective roles. The writing, production, and directing are brilliant. The episodes contain humor, sarcasm. <laughs> oh, I like a lot of sarcasm in my shows. And drama. I've yet to find a plot hole. <laughs> we found one. Well, we found, we found like ten. Ten. <laughs> Did you ever try to explain them aloud? Yeah, because if you try to explain them aloud, suddenly you're going to find this you is, have some questions. Honestly, this show probably tripped me up the most. Yeah. This was like one of those shows where I was like, I got a handle on what happened. Oh, here. yeah. I was like, I was oh, like, yeah, this is easy. I'm like, the gun thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we started talking about it, and I was like, wait a second. Like, nothing makes wait, sense. Wait. It, it turns out nothing makes <laughs> sense. 
Like when you're watching it, everything makes sense. You're, All oh, the pieces right. fall together. But yeah. try explaining it. Try explaining it. Yeah, it's just like I never had that real experience of like yeah. you're trying to explain something and you get more and more in the weeds. Like, wait a minute. That wait, right. make sense. I don't, wait, hold on. Uh, the cases are interesting. Uh, the only cons to the series are that some cases are too confusing. Well, yeah. Uh, and some of the acting by minor characters is a little overly dramatic. But that's, that's what, we what I saying. love about that's it. That's what we were saying. Yeah. Uh, obviously, things have changed since 1957, but Perry Mason remains friends. Oh. <laughs> so what, what, would you, what do you think of Perry Mason? I love it. I love it. I, I thought love it was it. great. I would watch this. I think it's great. I, I love it, the noirishness yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. I thought everyone acted um, very well. I, yeah. I had no problem with the acting for sure. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, like, and like part of the fun of it was trying to <laughs> decipher it. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know like, um, I, and I think it definitely was like something that mm-hmm. was like a, um, a, a forebear or whatever to modern yeah. like. Uh, well, there's nearly seven decades of differences here. Yeah. From us watching the first episode. Exactly. Like, there, a lot has happened since then, and so that sort of colors the interpretation of what you're watching. Yeah. And I think that what uh, is what makes it really good. Yeah, but you can see, like, all those elements yeah. in there. Like, this obviously started a lot of, like, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff with, like, the lawyer who's kind of a detective. Matlock. Too. Yeah, Matlock yeah. and... Kind of like plays yeah. loose with the law a bit, like, yeah, like faking evidence. That's not playing loose with the law, man. And, and like yeah. that is being above the law. And, and this, he he hit a client <laughs> and lied about it. Yeah, yeah. He hides this person that they're trying that the cops are trying to arrest. Yes, hides her. Yes, hides the murder weapon. <laughs> hides the murder. In weapon. fact, keeps the murder weapon from the cops for days. Plants evidence. Plants evidence. <laughs> <laughs> Like, seriously? Yeah. This guy is above the law. Above the law. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I would I would 100% green light it. Oh, yeah. I would recommend people watch it. Oh, it's oh, yeah. a lot of fun. It yeah. is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Piloting the Pilots releases each Tuesday and can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and wherever else fine podcasts can be found. As always, you can contact us with any questions or rebuttals on Twitter at Pilot Pilots or email us piloting the pilots at gmail.com we would love to hear from you well okay so i had picked a show for next week have you now but now i'm wondering should we do the remake of perry mason that's on hbo ah uh, i don't know i really like raymond burr i know but we might like the new one maybe we should because we're supposed to watch the remake so. that's true all right well let's do the remake next week okay. that means i don't have to choose another one because i chose perry mason no next week's my pick no no, if we if we're doing a remake, that counts as mine. What? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, fine. Fine. But um, uh, my other pick was going to be. Oh God! Thank God we're re- we're doing the remake. So next week, if you have HBO Max, uh-huh. we will be watching the remake of Perry Mason and uh-huh. see how that holds up to the O-Ridge. Yeah, yeah. I think that'll be a lot of fun. That will be fun. I mean, did they get somebody with broad shoulders? I don't remember. I, because if they don't have a guy with broad shoulders, I'm going to be seriously disappointed. He's an actor that like you'd recognize, mm-hmm. but not someone you might know by name. Oh, okay. does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I'm sure we'll we'll like him, but I mean, like, mm-hmm. I I I don't know his name, but I'm like, I can see his face okay. in my brain. I've been really disappointed space. with remakes. So yeah, well, that's what I that's what I'm wondering. Is it worth it? Oh, speaking of disappointing remakes, mm. saw West Side Story last night. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh, what I'm going to say about West Side Story mm. is it's incredible to me. Okay, all the elements are there mm-hmm. to make a great movie. I like the original. I know you don't like the original, but I really like the original West Side Story. I think mm-hmm. it's great. And I, from the moment that Steven Spielberg said he was going to do this, right. I didn't really see the point because, okay. like I've said on the show, I, and I know there's some snobs out there that are like, "Well, they do stage shows all the time. You can right. remake stuff, and you watch superhero movies over and over and over, right. and whatever." No, I'm not even talking about that. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, if you're gonna remake something, remake something that had potential rather than something that's already good. Yeah. The original West Side Story won ten Academy Awards. It's right. considered one of the best films of all time. Mm-hmm. Why remake that movie? Right. But anyway, so the remake is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the story's the story. It's, it's solid the same. Story. 
The acting is fine. Except it's for... sort of like putting the so-called live-action Lion King up. Yeah, was so dumb. It was all CG. How how is that live action? And this has Ansel Elgort. How is that live action? <laughs> Burn. <laughs> but but like he's a great director. It's filmed very well. Right. The acting is great. The songs are yeah. Stephen Sondheim. It's yeah. obviously good. Right. It's based on it's Romeo and Juliet. It's the same exact thing. It's right. the same thing. It's just. A little glossier, and it doesn't have the emotional punch. Like, somehow mm. you can have all the elements of, like... So it doesn't have the emotional punches of the first one. Yeah. Wow. To me. like, like I, That's insane, because that whole movie is an emotional punch. Yeah. So it's it's strange to me that you can have, like, no one's disputing the acting, or right. the directing, mm-hmm. or the cinematography, or the choreography, right. or anything. You have, like, all these elements of this thing, and it just doesn't match up, for me, wow. to, to the original. Wow. So... Crazy. Yeah. But anyway, so <laughs> we'll do another remake next week with Perry Mason. <laughs> do they bring that music back? I hope Let's so. Let's hope so. And, Love you. Bye. And Dream Soap. Love you. Bye. Sweetheart Soap!